You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie, live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago, the new home of the Chicago Bears. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. be a lot of fun. 3-25 is game time at Lambeau Field. Game uh, a little later on CBS, another CBS broadcast you're, too. You're getting the top duo of Nance and, and Romo as well. Is Romo, like every time Romo does a Bears game though, he seems to be bored. Like I say you just sync up the radio broadcast of Joni Ankin Thayer. Well, I agree And then you do that well. with the television. I'm just telling you that the television side of it has identified this game as worthy of their top broadcast duo. Was Romo a uh, Packer fan growing up? I don't know. Because he grew up, didn't he grow up in uh, Wisconsin? I don't know. I believe he did. I thought like Janesville or something like that. Something. I bet you uh, Wildy knows. Uh, all right, let's, let's talk to him right now. We're live at House Hall. Uh, where where the good vibes are flowing. Yeah, and, take that, Will D. And if you want to talk to us, 312-332-3776. Jason Will has been one of the guys that we depend on most of the time. Um, and, and we decided uh, that time is, should be now. Um, Tausch and Will D, Will D and Tausch, uh, ESPN Milwaukee. He's covered the uh, Packers for years and years and years. He used to host the Aaron Rodgers show as well. Ooh, that'd be interesting this year. He's written about uh, the Packers as well, so uh, radio and in print, He's digital. A He's a star. He, he does it all. That's what he does. He joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Jason, Happy New Year. I was just grateful for Tyler's text. It's great to be part of the show. I know that it's not always the case. Sometimes my number is lost, so I'm thrilled. It's the highlight of my 28th year covering the team that you guys reached out. That is awesome. Uh, All right, so answer the first question. Burlington. Burlington, Wisconsin for Tony Romo. Did did he grow up a Packer fan? He did. I think there was a picture of him in a Favre jersey somewhere along along the line, yes. So he should not do the game. I, I think we take him off the broadcast. Again, I'm an avid listener. You know, I do this with Tausch, too, when he calls Badgers games. Uh, I, I sync it up with the app, and I, I listen to him and Matt LePay call Badgers football games instead of the TV guys. So certainly as a uh, fan of the Bears radio network, I, I think we I think we can all do that. But to your point, Waddle, yeah, they've deemed this to be the game of the day for CBS yeah. audiences. So it's kind of a big deal. That, that's the easiest way. Like, so a lot of people have asked me, how do I sync up the radio? You find it the easiest way because you could pause the app and stuff yeah. and, and pause the DVR to sync up the mm-hmm. app along with the television. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember, I grew up uh, in Milwaukee on the South side, tough the rough and tumble South side. Uh, and my dad would do that with uh, Max McGee and Jim Irwin on the call of Packers games. So, cause, uh, but that was much harder back then. You just had to turn on your radio and there was no way to like pause one or the other to be able to then have it match what's happening on your TV. So he always kind of knew one way or the other, what had already happened. It was, it was a disaster. It was terrible. Such a bad idea. Uh, Jason, has there been any thought to the Packers just uh, forfeiting this game? Not because they're scared of the bears, but because I'm looking at the, 
injury report. This may be the longest injury report I've seen all season long for any team. Yeah, it's, it's genius, actually, because they Is have... Is this rope dope I, I, like, they have become, and, and look, there have been, we've seen this, right? There's been multiple instances. I think, didn't uh, Arthur Smith and the Falcons get fined recently for how they handled Bijan Robinson's status yes. uh, for a game? I think the Packers have just said, okay, we're going to list everybody that's got every little ache and pain and bruise and, you know, boo-boo. And so if you look, most of those guys actually practiced. Uh, there's a handful who didn't, certainly, and that's a concern. Uh, Elton Jenkins, their uh, multi-time Pro Bowl left guard, he didn't practice yesterday or today, but he anticipates playing, got rolled up on in Minnesota. So that, you know, there's a couple of guys that haven't practiced that their names jump off the sheet. Another one is Preston Smith, who is their veteran edge rusher. He's missed one game his entire NFL career. I would tell Justin Fields I would expect to see Preston Smith on Sunday. But, yeah, the, the, the ones that are interesting for, for Bears fans that are listening that are trying to figure out, all right, our defense is rolling. Who do we have to make sure we stop in order to keep that rolling? Uh, it looks like they're trending toward playing Luke Musgrave, which he has been out for six games with a ruptured uh, kidney, Ooh. which is a pretty – Big injury, um, and so he looks like he's trending toward playing. And then Christian Watson is trending toward playing as well. They take the top off the defense receiver, and that would change their offensive dynamic. Then they have two really good tight ends to work with. They've got a deep ball threat, so uh, and they're going to need it because I know all my Packers fan friends like to make Bears jokes, but uh, that defense has been legit the last six weeks. Yeah, and and, and on the opposite side of that, Jason. Um, aren't Packer fans at their wits end about the Packers defense? And isn't it basically like the hottest of hot seats for the defensive coordinator there? Yeah. And I, I look, I think if we're all being honest, I don't think what we saw on Sunday night in Minneapolis, uh, should change the temperature. I mean, you know, I said this, uh, during our pregame show, while I was sitting in the press box. I just, I said, look, I, I think that Kevin O'Connell lost this game when he decided to start Jaron Hall. Uh, I know he was frustrated with how much Nick Mullins and Josh Dobbs had turned the ball over, but I think the last thing, I understand there have been other quarterbacks that had success against the Packers, but I thought that was just a mistake, and it turned out to be right, which doesn't happen very often with me. So they, they really, going with a young, inexperienced, rookie fifth-round pick, they allowed the Packers' defense to play with some confidence, because when you get them on skates a little bit, their confidence goes right down the you-know-what. And I don't think that there's a ton of confidence in the defensive coordinator still, despite the win on Sunday night. So uh, that that seat remains very hot, and I think eventually someone else will be sitting in it after the season. Uh, Jason, we, we've... We've talked about the stats attached to Jordan Love. He's thrown for more yards and more touchdowns this season, his first year as a starter, than any Bears quarterback in the history of our fine franchise, which is just frustrating as all hell. Uh, Mm -hmm. With that said, um, where are you at with him? Great year this year. I I mean, maybe you don't classify it as a great. How do you feel about what you've seen from Jordan Love and what you think his future is with this crew around him? 
Yeah, like, look, I think we have to, and and my guy Tausch, who I, I know is scheduled to appear on this program tomorrow, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, he has been. I give him a really hard time about it, but he is like uh, Miley Cyrus in the Wrecking Ball video, uh, which I know that's a great image for you guys. Scantily uh, clad and swinging want, back and forth. I do not want to see him on any sort of Wrecking Ball. But he's been riding the pendulum, uh, and and he swung back and forth on this a lot. And, and look, their October they were terrible. Yeah. I mean, and Jordan Love wasn't good either. Um, Look, I thought here was what I thought. I thought what I saw from Jordan Love this summer was different than what I'd seen from him in previous summers. There were times where I was like, "This guy's not going to be any good." And then what I saw from him this summer, I thought, "All right, I think he could be good, but it's going to take a while." And what has happened is he has accelerated the curve uh, really impressively in these last seven or eight weeks. Now, I'm working on a story for the State Journal in Madison about how. After they beat the Rams, but did it so conservatively because they had Brett Rippon playing quarterback, who was like cut three days later, um, that Matt LaFleur said to Jordan Love, I need you to let it rip. You know, we need to we need to take some chances. We need to throw the ball downfield. I don't want you just throwing passes at the line of scrimmage and playing it safe. But in order for that to happen, Matt LaFleur also had to say, I need to let it rip as a play caller. And I think the trust factor and the buy-in of this kid's going to be good was not there even for Matt LaFleur. So for Packers fans that wanted to take a wait-and-see approach, they weren't alone because I think the head coach felt the same way. But then, you know, the Pittsburgh game, Matt LaFleur points to that as a big change for them. Now, if you're a Bears fan, you're like, well, I don't follow the Packers. What the hell's the Pittsburgh game? They lost that game in Pittsburgh. But their offense just looked different. They took shots downfield. They were more aggressive. They didn't play it safe. And that was a turning point in their entire season. And so I think with the offense that you're seeing and the offense that I think faces an incredibly important challenge against the way the Bears have played lately is this is a chance for them to show that they're legit, that they have this growth is not just a mirage. And if Jordan Love can play well against a defense that's taking the ball away the way they have, that's number one in the league in rush defense, so they're not going to be able to run the ball effectively. I think this will be a huge prove-it game for him. I think he has been better, faster than I expected, but he. Ha- I think we have to be careful about crowning him. I, I, I think he's going to be the Packers guy for the next five years, and I think there's still going to be ups and downs, and there's going to be games where you're, as a Packers fan, not thrilled, but I, I think he has at least proven – that he is the guy moving forward, and then we'll just see how good he really is. Before we ask you about our guy, and we're talking to Jason Wilde, uh, who has covered the Packers for 28 years. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Um, you mentioned LaFleur, and I when, when it didn't look like Eberflus was going to work here, and it was inevitable that they were going to replace him, but now it seems like he's, he's safe. I was tweeting about some offensive coaches that I really like and admire. And I mentioned LaFleur, and a lot of Packer fans were coming at me saying LaFleur is not a good coach. Take LaFleur out of the group that that you you seem to like. Do do they like LaFleur in in Green Bay? What what do fans think of LaFleur? Yeah, I don't I don't think they like him as much as they should. Um look, he's not he, he's he got uh, really nice eyebrows and a good haircut. He's a handsome fella. 
Um, he's got really good, smart offensive ideas. He's part of that Shanahan McVeigh tree, and they all have their little twists on it. Uh, and you've got a guy now who's trying to continues to try and figure out a way to take what he learned as an assistant to Mike McCarthy and what he learned as an assistant to Matt Lafleur and meld them together with a quarterback who doesn't necessarily fit in the neat box either. Uh, in Luke Getze. Um, I think Matt LaFleur is a really smart coach. I don't think he's like Dan Campbell, Mike Tomlin, tough guy coach. And I think there are some folks that want that. Uh, That's not him. He's going to outsmart you, not bite your kneecaps. And maybe that's part of it. But again, if you go back to early in the season and all these folks that were frustrated with him, I saw there was one betting site that had him as the next coach to get fired after Josh McDaniels got fired. I just thought I've got so I thought his thought process was I got so many young guys on offense and a first year starting quarterback. I cannot ask them to do stuff that they don't know how the hell to do. And I think now that you're seeing them, you know, their receivers be in the place they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there. You're seeing Jordan Love playing with more confidence. That's allowed him to open up the playbook and show the kind of smart concepts and ideas that he's got. Because, look, when Bo Melton comes off the practice squad for the Green Bay Packers and goes for five for a buck ten and a touchdown, that tells you that he's scheming guys open that weren't even on the roster a week ago. So that tells me that he knows what he's doing. Jason, when you look at how you expect this game to unfold, um, you have the youngest team in the National Football League that needs to win and get in. We have a team here that doesn't have any playoff opportunity, but they're playing with a lot of confidence and they're playing with a mentality that I think that is pretty dangerous to young, inexperienced teams. What do you expect to, to unfold up in Lambeau on Sunday afternoon? Do you believe that the pressure will be a little too much for a young team in the Packers? That's a great question, Waddle, and I'm not just saying that because I want you to like me better than Tausch. Uh, look, here's the thing. Like, so far this season, and you were a young player in this league once upon a time, there's two ways you can go as a young player, right? You can be kind of the nervous, oh, my God, I, w- I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to screw up. I- I'm-, I'm-, I'm totally filled with anxiety guy. Or you can be, you know, blanket, I'm just going to play and let the chips fall where they may. And I'm maybe even ignorance is bliss to a certain degree. The reason why your question is so good is because this season they have not, the stakes have not been like, yes, they were high for Minnesota because they knew they before kickoff that they controlled their own destiny and two wins got them in. But this game is different than anything they've played this year. And so I am just as eager to see if they can still keep that ignorance is bliss. We, we know, we don't know what we don't know. And we're just going to go out there and play freely. Ah, I don't know if you can do that when you have something so big to play for. I'm eager to see how they, you know, rise to the moment or crumble in the moment. And to your point about the Bears, like, look, 300, it'll be 364 days since the Detroit Lions came in here against a much more veteran, led by Aaron Rodgers, team that had won four in a row Packers team that needed a win to get into the playoffs. The Lions found out before kickoff they'd been eliminated, and yet the Packers still couldn't get it done. So if the Bears are – I would ask you guys, especially, you know, are the Bears playing yes. for their quarterback? 
I think they that, oh yeah. I think they're playing Jason. And not only that, I think that a large reason why Justin, and this is my own personal opinion, looked so good against the Falcons in so many ways that it take too long to describe all of them is I think finally he said to himself, and again, this is just my, my, this is my theory. Mm-hmm. This may be my last home game as a Bear. I don't know what the, the staff upstairs is going to decide to do. Mm-hmm. Any, any concern or trepidation I had about making a mistake, screw it. I'm going to cut it loose. Yep. And he pushed the ball downfield against the Falcons in a manner in which I've never seen him do in three years as the Bears quarterback. I'm actually, I mean, I, I think the Bears are going to go up there and win this game. Because of that mentality, I think this is a young team. I think that they obviously they don't have a playoff opportunity, but they're playing hard for one another. There's no pressure on them at all just to let it all hang out. And I think that the Packers are a good young football team, and I love what I've seen from your quarterback. I just don't think there's enough experience up there for them to handle the pressure that I think will be on display when the thing's kicked off at 325. Yeah, sounds like that's why CBS sent their number one crew. And again, I may be a hundred percent wrong, and Jordan Love may throw for five touchdowns, and we may no, get boat raced. Not against but this I'm, defense I'm, now. I'm expecting the Bears to go up there and give you guys the business. I really am. Does that make me a yeah, bad I'm guy? A, I, I, you make a great argument. I'm expecting the Packers to win a close game okay. and go to the playoffs. But I, I don't. That's definitely not going to be a cakewalk. Uh, and and I want to see can they win? Look, they put up thirty eight in that opener. I was there. I didn't see you guys. That no pressure at that point, Jason. You weren't looking hard right. enough. No pressure. Play free. Exactly. No pressure. Lots of pressure here. I think whatever happens, this is a great building block of learning for a young team. And if they win and they get into the playoffs, and then and even if they get beat. They get the experience of being in a playoff game. So I'm eager to see how they rise to the moment of that and a playoff game. If they get one, we're going to find out a lot about a young team that we don't know yet because, to your point, they haven't played the legit pressure-packed game yet, and this will be their first time. I think you've had both of us on, uh, and we've talked about what we thought about love. What do you think about Fields, and what would you do – if you were the Bears with the number one pick that they acquired from Carolina and with Justin Fields, yeah, I, I, I yeah. look. I, I grew up north of Chicago in Milwaukee, but I certainly followed Chicago sports teams. I loved Jordan and the Bulls as a kid growing up. I mean, I've heard the Sam Bowie story a million times, right? Like, I, I, I you, you've got Clyde Drexler, so you can't draft Jordan. I'm not. I don't have any idea. I'm not comparing any quarterback in this draft to Michael Jordan. I'm just saying you got to be really careful about. Well, I really like this guy, but we already got a guy at that position. So I, and I like Justin Fields. I mean, I, you know, that first week he's wearing the JD T-shirt from Obvious Shirts. Like I like a lot of aspects of his game. So I'm not looking to run him out of town for you guys. I just wonder how do you pass up that opportunity um how how are chicagoans viewing it what what do most people think it depends who you ask i mean there is the 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 justin field supporters are so rabid and 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 so love what justin brings so love the potential they so love 
like again, the platform like, plays that yeah, just like, make your jaw drop. He, he like uh, Jason, uh, the way the way he is built, and, and like it, it, the tangibles and intangibles, he he has everything. Like he is mm-hmm. he is I one agree. of the greatest athletes in the NFL. He he is built in a lab. He is a great leader. He is one of the hardest workers. The consistency hasn't been there. The production mm-hmm. hasn't been there. But mm-hmm. the wow moments are always there. Intoxicated. And, and, and the potential can be there. Like, the potential's there. And, and, and a game like Atlanta shows you, oh, this is what it could look like. And then knowing that you could trade down and get Marvin Harrison and other things. Or this and other things. You know, that it, it is such a complex issue and and the players this isn't cutler you know what i mean where the right. where the where the guys in the locker room say well we could take them or leave them those guys 52 other guys would do anything for this dude which is great yeah. but that can't be the deodorant that makes the fourth quarter inadequacies go away you're right you know and there's the dilemma like the crunch time ineffectiveness, the lack of performance. Now, again, the Fal- Falcons were top 10 defense, and they did. it was his best game I've ever seen him play. But the performances against Spag's defense in Kansas City or Brian Flores against Minnesota or Jim Schwartz in Cleveland, that's all stuff that has to be factored into the equation. And it's a, I'm sure it's a, a, on that front, it's a hard decision for the people here. For me, it comes down to one really kind of, one concept. Does Ryan Poles believe that Caleb Williams or Drake May gives them an opportunity to get somewhere that the existing quarterback can't? And that's not to trash Justin. Is the other right. guy better? And if the answer is yes, I think it's prudent for them to make that pick. If the answer is no or they're waffling, then I don't think you go in that direction. I think you move forward and you try to build. So it's, it's going to be interesting. I think the Bears are going to be the, the bell of the ball on so many fronts with regard to the intrigue attached to this league in the offseason. Yeah, and the bottom line is Ryan Poles doesn't know. Even if he believes in his heart that Caleb Williams is going to be uh, the next great thing, he doesn't know that for sure. Just like Brian Gutekunst had no idea if Jordan Love was ever going to be anything close to what he's turned out to be. And there were times during those first two years, I watched every throw of every practice. He did not look like the guy we see today. And that's the risk. And we'll have to wait and see how your guys decide to do that while Packers fans can just keep uh, twiddling their thumbs and say, oh, we got another quarterback up here. He seems to be pretty good. (laughs) Really quick, before we let you go, um, what did you think of uh, Roger's interview uh, on McAfee, uh, the the whole thing, and then about and then specifically about him still saying we when it comes to the Packers. Yeah, that was the. That, I thought that was going to be the most interesting thing, or certainly the thing that got the most attention. That turned out to not be the case. Look, you you mentioned it. Like we did our show from eleven to fourteen. Uh, I say this, and and you know, I know a lot of people in Chicago don't know who the hell I am and don't care, and that's fine. Uh, he's a he's not the same. From, from afar, and I still correspond with him somewhat regularly, but he's not the same guy that we did our show a decade ago together for. And, and it, it's, it's hard. Some of the things are hard for me to see and hear. Um, and so I, I, and I would just say that Pat McAfee is a genius. He's built an incredible empire. 
he does not conduct interviews in the same manner that I do. Uh, I tend to create a little more of a guardrail. Uh, and so I think when he doesn't have anyone pushing back on him and he has a platform like uh, Pat gives him, sometimes the things he says make me cringe. And that would just be my honest assessment. Good stuff. Uh, we appreciate you, Jason. Happy New Year and uh, all the best, okay? Thanks, brother. All right. All right, fellas. I appreciate you. Take care. Be good. There he is, uh, Jason Wildey. Yep. Uh, Jason Wildey uh, joining us. We're going to keep it here. We're uninterrupted. If you want to talk to us before Waddle's World, 312 332 3776. Do you buy what I'm selling with regard to the concept of pressure? I think pressure is an important component to this game. Yeah, I like don't believe they the were Bears... loose. They were loose on opening day. They had nothing to lose as a young team. Yes, going to the Soldier. Now they have all the pressure in the world. And I think our team here is playing with no loose. pressure. They're playing loose, and I think it's going to play an enormous factor in the outcome. I, I googled the movie. This is an old, old reference, Tyler. You probably have never seen the movie. Have you ever seen Risky Business? Shot here. No, but I've heard of it. Highland Park, Tom Cruise, one of Tom Cruise's first movies. Yeah, you got to watch it. And it was shot in Highland Park, I want to say, and then in Chicago. Um, I think Risky Business was Highland Park, and then Chicago. In, I know it was shot here in Chicago. I don't know which suburb. But. The 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 line that I was remembering that reminded me of what Justin took into Atlanta was when the college recruiter comes over to his house, and after the big party, he Sometimes. looks at the college recruiter. He says. Sometimes you just got to say, what the F? Yeah. And, like, that's what I felt Justin finally said. You know, enough overthinking these college recruitments, enough trying to worry about getting into Harvard, enough this, enough worrying about if I'm doing things the right way, how Getsy wants me to do it. I'm going to wing it. Sometimes I just got to say, what the F? Yes, I totally agree with that, but it was done in structure. It wasn't him Whoa. dropping back and just running no, out right, there. Right. It was him trusting it, what he was seeing and playing without maybe an extra amount of internal pressure and just cutting it loose and letting it go. Right, right. And pushing the ball downfield in a manner and with a repetitiveness that we hadn't seen in previous games. Right. And that's what was so illuminating for me. Uh, is it uh, uh, Baba from uh, Northbrook? You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Baba? Hey, Sylvia. Hey, well, um, I'm just going to start off the call, but to say, Sylvia, I met you at uh, the Deerfield Scoop and Cookies. I think Kat told me about it, and then we had a discussion that it was actually That's right, spot. yeah, in Deerfield, right? We were just yeah. there uh, over the break. Yeah, absolutely. So it was great meeting you and the family. Uh, while I just have to say, um, I've been a Bears fan since I think birth, and uh, I, I grew up kind of watching you and Corey McFerrin uh, on, on, the, on the final word, and I just, I, I just love your passion. So, I just want to say that. So, with, with fields, right? I, I'm, I keep on going back and forth, like probably the rest of rest of the city. Um, I think I don't know if you guys have watched Entrust before, but yep. there was an episode where you know the trailer to a movie was amazing. It, I mean, that sold the movie, right? But when you actually sat down and watched it, the movie was was was. It was it was it was crap. It wasn't good, and so I think Fields. That what makes him Justin Fields is is his legs, right? Off off platform, like we talked about. At one point, that's going to go away. That's not sustainable, right? We saw it with Cam Newton. Um, Lamar is a little different the way he runs, um, and so that's the first thing. Number two is Charles Robinson's uh, his 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 uh, his um, paper, right? 
His article on almost Caleb. Every, yeah. Almost every executive said, you got to get Caleb or whoever or whoever it is, right? Almost everyone said that. And th- th- that there's a reason for that probably. And number three, and I know I'm rambling here a bit, so just, just my, my last one is, what if we do keep fields? We trade, we trade down. We get Marvin Harrison Jr., but then we also get a quarterback, quarterback and maybe Michael Penix Jr. and trade up for that. And now you have fields. You can kind of see if he develops into who you're developing, but then you also have someone behind him, right? And then you have Marvin Harrison Jr., Sorry, I said it off there, but I would love sure. you to take on. What I would say to all of that is, is they are in such a, 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 a desirable situation, in my opinion, here in this building. You can take any number of avenues, and you can actually, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, you can convince yourself this is a really good avenue. Like, there aren't a whole lot of bad roads to go down here. You can continue with Justin. If you don't like what you've seen, you can build the team. You can create an out for your organization if, in fact, the progress isn't made. Or hopefully, if you keep him and the progress is made, that he blossoms with the team that is being built built with all the extra draft currency. If, in fact, you decide that the quarterback, Caleb Williams or Drake May, is too good to pass up, you have the capacity to draft that guy because you have the first overall selection. You could do a hybrid of all of it. These are all, these are, as Courtney described them with us yesterday and in her article with Jeremy Fowler, these are champagne problems. Right, right. And then Weeder wrote today, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure game. Yeah. Like, there's so many adventures. The one thing I would say about keeping both, like... Um, the halfway route. That's the least likely in my opinion. Well, and, and it reminds me of the Packer way. And the reason why I didn't like what the Packers did when they drafted Jordan Love, even though they were thinking about the future, now they had a team ready to win, and I believe the Bears are going to move into a ready-to-win now. I want all assets into building a championship team. I do not want to – if you're going to win with Justin – I don't want a first-round pick invested in Justin's backup or a Justin escape hatch. I want that first round, other first-round pick to be a weapon or a, a, another stud player into winning now. Do you know what I mean? I do, yeah. Like, I don't want like an escape hatch. The you, reason you, why you're moving forward with him and trading the pick is because you're trying to add pieces around him. Yes, yes. When I talk about the escape hatch, the escape hatch is for me is is finding a creative way. So let's say like I've heard a lot of people talk about he's only going to be paid 6 million dollars next year if they decide to keep him. May 2nd you have to make a decision on whether or not to pick up the fifth year option. My question to all, everyone would be and maybe I'm not looking at this thing as clearly as others are. Why, if you are not cons- if you're not totally sold yet, why would you pick up the fifth year option? For what reason? Once you pick it up, it's guaranteed. Why wouldn't you, if that was the case, said, "Hey, listen, we're going to move forward with you, but not 100 percent sold on you being so." 2024 is going to be a really important year for everybody. If Justin plays well, you franchise him, you work on a contract extension. If he doesn't play well, now you don't owe him $25 million. Yeah, yeah. See, because once you decide to move forward with him next year, you lose the the trade value on him. So if you decide not to trade him. Field Yates is going to join us next week. It's a good question for him on that. 
Um, let me take another one, and then Waddle's World we'll get to. Uh, Justin and LaGrange has been patient. What's up, Justin? Hey, how's it going, fellas? Happy Thursday. Happy Same Thursday. What's up? Happy New Year. Uh, nothing much, man. I was just thinking, hopefully, like every clear football Chicago fan in the uh, state right now, if this quarterback that everybody's talking about is a generational talent, why has he fallen off so far in the Heisman race? Justin Fields was pretty high, and he finished pretty high in the Heisman race. How could this generational talent fall so low? If he's that good and he's going to save us, why aren't we looking at the bigger picture? We need a great team to have a quarterback succeed. I don't think it'll work the other way around. We can have Patrick Mahomes with nobody and be horrible. Or we can have Justin Fields with everybody and be great. That's just me, though. You know, if he's such a generational talent, he should have won the Heisman. His team should have been in undefeated or, you know, whatever they say he has. Well, I would say this. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't nat- just automatically tie the Heisman Trophy to the value of who should be the first overall pick. Jaden Daniels won the Heisman. Nobody is projecting Jaden Daniels to be the first overall selection. Caleb Williams won the Heisman last year. He definitely had Patrick, a disappointing year, though. A 30-touchdown, five-interception well, right. season. Right, right. right, yes. He's got a fumbling problem. They didn't play well against better teams. Um, I, again, I'm not selling you on Caleb Williams. I'm just telling you that you know His Patrick Mahomes year. never That's, won the Heisman. Well, that, that was the thing. I remember... A lot of people telling you that Patrick Mahomes was not good for the NFL because of all the mistakes he made there yeah. and all the teams he failed to beat in college. I'm just, I'm just addressing the caller's point about the Heisman situation. I wouldn't use the Heisman as the number one criteria for why I would or wouldn't draft Caleb Williams. It wouldn't be, well, Caleb Williams won the Heisman last year, but he didn't this year. So him not winning the Heisman this year would be the reason why I'm not going to draft him. That wouldn't be my criteria. And look at like how many Heisman winners actually end up being good NFL quarterbacks. Gino Toretto won the Heisman. It's sure. not a high hit rate. But, but look, all of it is fair. I, you have got to drill down on Caleb Williams. Of course. You've got to figure out why. Um, those those members of USC talked about why they were more of a team. I know bowl games are just bowl games, but why they said we were a team now and we weren't a team then. You got to figure out were there issues with him Absolutely. being selfish. I, like, I you talked have to with, study all, a lot of that. I texted one of my buddies who covers a lot of USC football about that quote. And he says it's not directed at Caleb Williams. Okay. It's directed at Malachi Nelson, who transferred out. That's of fine, USC but it's, it's, fa- it's fair to ask all those questions. It is, questions. yeah. Well, well listen, asking. if you're not going to sit down and drill down yeah. deep, then you don't deserve to be in yes. charge of picking anybody. Yes, right, right. Right, I mean, like, like this is the, the that's a, no offense, I'm not saying, that's enunciating the obvious. Uh, of course. You're not going to use the first overall pick on somebody that you haven't exhaustively. Yeah. Yes, yes. In, investigated yes. on and a then, number And, and of that goes without saying, yes. but I thought I would say it. Yeah, no, I like, like, You know what I mean? Sometimes you have to say the, un, the, the like, stuff that's not necessary. Like I, somehow, some way, with some people, people have made me to be the Caleb Williams lover. Yeah, I, like, I am doing so much homework with Caleb Williams uh, if I'm the Bears. Like, I need to know everything about Caleb Williams. This is why when people ask me, well, what would you do? Would you move on from Justin to draft Caleb? 
Caleb Williams or not. I go, I'm not a college football quarterback analyst. Give me an opportunity to look at all of his tape, and I still won't be a college football quarterback analyst, but I'll have a better idea. I've only seen Caleb Williams play the way that everyone else has, and that's sitting on my couch watching television. That's why, to get my opinion, is useless with regard to ultimately being mad at me if I don't feel the way that you feel. If you trust, I'll say this, I said it yesterday, I trust Ryan Poles on this particular situation. I think he's earned all of our trust. I don't think he's been the 100% hit rate. He's been very good at his job. And from my seat, I'm willing to trust whatever he chooses to do, whether it is to move forward with Justin because he's not sold on Williams or May, or if he decides that this is one of these guys that I can't pass up on, I'm going to ride with Ryan Poles. And I would only ask those who are diehard on either side, If you're willing to let Ryan Poles trade the first pick and build around Justin and use all of that draft currency, which is as valuable as anything, if you trust him to make all of the right decisions there, then why wouldn't you trust him if he told you, I'm using the first pick of the draft on the quarterback? How can you only trust him when he's doing what you want him to do and not trust him? When he does something that you wouldn't want him to do, can I talk about that at four? I want to talk sure. about that the the um, the belief in polls at four and how I have always thought of with my management. But do you understand my point I, with I all do. of the people like, out exactly. there? That, no, like, listen, the, you either trust him or you don't be- trust it's him. It's the benefit of the doubt theory for me. I've like yes. I sort of have a, have a, th- a big thought on that. Um, I, I want to get to Waddle's world, and I want to take a call on Waddle's world because I think there's a perfect call for Waddle's world. So let's play uh, Tom's theme here. This oh, is Waddle's world. Wow. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run. He's not fast, but he's so. in our professional relationship. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Are you not entertained? Are you not it's time to find out what's on Tom's mind Is that why you are here? as we go inside Waddle's World. Yeah, welcome on in, Waddle's World, live from Hallis Hall, brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. I just want to make this one statement, and then I'll move on from it. I am an advocate of everyone having their own opinion and everybody respecting each other's opinion. I'm not sold on you having to agree with anything I have to say. When you start hurling insults and being a jackass, then you've completely turned me off. I have no interest in having any type of conversation with you. I'm just puzzled by the folks that pound the table. I trust Ryan Poles to build our team. We are trading the first overall pick. He's going to get this boatload of picks, and he's going to make us a monster. Oh, you're going to trust him to do that? But if he comes to the podium and says, hey, guess what, guys? I've done the extensive and exhaustive search. And I have made the decision after hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of research. We're going to use first overall selection on Drake May. You're going to go, no, I don't trust him. Do you trust him or do you not trust him? You only trust him to do what, to you, do want. what you want him to do. That's total bull stuff. That's, my, that's kind of like my biggest beef. Don't tell me. That you're riding with the general manager, but you're only riding with him if he does what you want him to do. You're either riding with him or you're not riding with him. And I'm the first one. I'm riding with him. Whatever he decides to do, 
I think he, for me, this is my personal evaluation. King pulls until he doesn't want to take the guy you want. That's puzzling as S to me. Yeah. That, 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 but for me, I'm telling you right now, it's the day, it's January 4th. I'm riding with his decision. Waddle's declared. I'm, I'm riding with, if, if he decides this is the route we're going, you know what? Let's go, guys. Because I'm a Bear fan before I'm anything. If he decides to pivot and go in the other direction, guess what? I'm going to support him on that front as well because he's doing all the work. I could sit here and have an opinion. Do you know who has spent more time with Justin Fields watching every snap of practice, every snap of games, interacting with him? There's nobody on the planet. You in your basement in Elgin who thinks that you're an expert because you watch a little All-22, let me tell you something. The guy upstairs who sits in the general manager's office Knows a hell of a lot more than you. He may ultimately agree with you right. on your decision, or he may disagree with you. But I guarantee you, he's done more work than you have on the decision-making process. So I'm not telling everyone that they need to feel like I do, and that, like, look, I'm going to put my trust. He's a young GM. This will be his third draft. He hasn't been perfect. I love the balance of the other stuff that he has done. I'm really happy with the direction this team is going. I'm personally going to trust that he's going to make the right decision because he's going to exhaust all of the different avenues of investigating all of this. If we're keeping Justin and trading the pick, let's go. If you're trading Justin and you're going to move on with the first pick of the draft, let's go. If it's going to be a hybrid decision, let's go. I I mean, for me, it's no more simple than that. I think that, again, if he decides with all of his investigation – that he wants to pivot and draft a quarterback, that's what he should do. If he does all of the investigation and isn't convinced there's a guy in the draft that can take him somewhere further than Justin can, then you trade the pick and you move forward with Justin. It's really, that's it, isn't it? Or at least it is for me. I right. speak for me. Or you don't trust him. You either say you trust him and you do, or you don't trust him. Thank you. That's the, I just, right, I just right. got frustrated. All right, so let, let, uh, when we come back, I want to, Craig, I want to take <sighs> your call. Because Craig wants advice. I, I think he has someone uh, in his family who's going to the Bears-Packers game and, and wants our advice. I didn't get to a single story because I just went on a stupid rant. But it, it was a good rant, though. No, it was. It was it, a good it was rant. Dumb. It was idiotic. Um, it's fine, though. You got it out. You feel better? No, not really. No? Because I tell probably. myself all the day. Every day I wake up in the morning, you know what I say to myself? I'm not going to get involved in any of this stupidity. No, it's, it, it's fine. I think it's a good... It's a good philosophy. You either trust him or you don't. And if you trust him, don't don't. I didn't call grand. anybody a name, did I? Because no. you know what I am. I'm the you said I'm the champion for 2024 being the return to civil uh, civility. Yes. Okay. Craig wants civility up in Lambeau Field. He wants to know from us if he's going to get civility. Gotcha. So we'll take his call coming up next. Nice. Ah, uh, commuting in Chicago. If you're stuck, stick with Waddle and Sylvie. Weekdays 2 to 6. All right, what did you say you wanted to do? Well, we have a phone call. Oh, uh, we have a phone call. He needs he needs advice? Advice. Gosh, we're I the wrong I people to be calling for advice. Well, especially you on this one. I don't think you're, you're the right person for to advice. <laughs> Maybe our listeners can. Well, I'll tell you why. I mean, I, I'll explain why. Uh, Craig in Crown Point. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Craig? 
What's going on, guys? Happy New Year's. Happy Thanks New Year. All right. So first, uh, when we talk about the quarterback position in Chicago, I can understand why Tommy gets fired up. It's been years and years of disappointment, but we have a few months before that draft happens, so let's relax, have fun, and enjoy our Amen. time. And let's trust the 2024 right. is the, the, the return to civility. Didn't That's sound right. Like we it, take, okay, we listen, when I was ranting, I was all ranting right, at the right. – I wasn't yelling at anyone in particular. I was ranting about a certain approach. Go ahead. Sorry. I understand. Oh, do we lose? My daughter, who's 20 and a junior in college, has a boyfriend that is from above the Cheddar Curtain, lives in Milwaukee. And unfortunately, him and his family have season tickets – and they have invited her to attend the last Bears game up there. So my dilemma is, one, do I let her attend? And number two, if I do, she obviously wants to wear her Bears uh, attire because she's a huge Bears fan like myself. My worry is she'll be up there. What's it like? Never been there. Am I? And I won't be there to protect her if the people lose their mind. Okay. This is what I would say. Um and, Sylvie, you went to a game recently, didn't you? Yeah, I was there I, um, last year uh, for Bears Packers. So you could explain this better than I. I've been told by the majority of people that I trust that it is a very civil environment where there is a lot of emotion, but there's very little nastiness. Right. And you can go as a Bears fan because there's a lot of people that live in Wisconsin that are Bears fans. The vast majority of fans are going to be Packer fans. But I don't believe you're going to get the same level of nastiness up there that maybe you get at other stadiums. So what I would encourage you to do is encourage your daughter to go and wear her Bears gear and be true to her favorite football team. Anyone who would, uh, first of all, uh, attack a 21-year-old woman for her being a Bears fan. that, 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 That person deserves to get their ass kicked. Um, but but yeah, I, I mean, say instead of that, why don't we lock you up for a month and see how you yeah, like it? Yeah. But uh, second of all, um, when I wore my Bears gear, um, it said Chicago across the front, and that was too long of a word for them to read. Wow. So they didn't know what it said. They were confused. Wow! Wow! So I would I would go with Chicago gear. Um, does that help, Craig? That absolutely no. She's she's gonna wear her bears gear. Okay, because they can uh, they I, I, can I spell think... bears. That's one thing they can spell. Well, she will have an old school McMahon jersey. So, uh, hey, they ruined his career. So, uh, well, he I was think, he uh, was a Packer too. For, oh yeah, briefly. He, he wore his several bears, players that we love. But he wore his bears jersey to, to the, the White House or to the White House, right? right. Mongo played for both teams. Yes, Jim Morrissey played for both teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were several players. Julius Peppers played Julius, for both. Absolutely. I think this is one of the more civil rivalries in sports, to be honest with you. Now, you watch. I'll say that. And there'll be <laughs> 900 arrests up there on Sunday. But I do believe if you've talked to most that go to this regularly, these games, that there is a civility that exists in this rivalry that maybe doesn't exist in other stadiums. I'm going to, so you just jinxed me. I'm about to get my ass kicked when I go up there. Well, don't be a turd. I don't think you would. Hey, Craig, um, you like this? uh, You like her boyfriend? He's a good guy. Yeah. Like he's, he's going to protect her. Yes. The family, they're Packer fans. They're not going to let any anybody talk smack to her. They're going to protect her. I say let her do what she wants to do 
and uh, they will insulate her. All right. Just Sounds make sure, good, like, if the Bears win, don't don't just tell her, hey, don't be throwing beers on people and swearing at folks. Oh, and I'm not suggesting pepper, that you're. Yeah. Yes, I'm just saying I'm not suggesting that your daughter would do that stuff. I'm just suggesting that if I was sending my daughters up, I would say behave yourselves like the, the, the tremendous young ladies that you normally are. Don't be influenced by a couple of extra cocktails or in the, the emotion of a Grand Bears win in which they knock the Packers out of the postseason. That would be outstanding. Yeah. That's what I think. I, I, I told you the, the last time I wore a jersey to a hostile environment. I, let me guess. For me. Detroit. Detroit. You and they were ass, ass hats to you. It was they? that Monday night game where they were. It was their first Monday night football game in a long time. Now they're getting more nationally. Didn't you have Allie night. with you at the time? I had Allie with me, and there was once where, like, I didn't think I had to, where the, it was before we had kids, and she went to the bathroom. I didn't think I would need to t- take her or escort her to the bathroom. So, like, at one point she needed to go to the bathroom. She was wearing, like, a Bears T-shirt. It was still warm. I know they play inside, but, like, the weather outside was warm. So she was just wearing a a T-shirt. Like, a guy got in her face in the concourse on the way to the bathroom. Like, Like, it was that hostile. And and after that, we said, "There's no more, no more of this." And Sounds like Twitter. Well, I mean, it's stadium etiquette these days is pretty bad. I don't believe it's bad in really bad in Green Bay. By the way, did you drop off my jersey to Cap? I did. Well, so I texted Cap on the way back. I said, "Hey, are you home?" Um, Braxy and I want to deliver something. He was picking something up from Wildfire, so he was on the way back. I goes, "Hey, stop by." So then Braxton came out. Braxton oh, talked great. his ear off, yeah. and we had, we had a good time talking to Cap for about five nice. or ten minutes. Did Braxton put the jersey on? It probably doesn't fit him. No, no. Braxton wanted to come to work today. Did he? Braxton's like body. Braxton said. He goes, "Is Waddle going to be there?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, "I want to come." Yeah. He goes, "Is is Carmen going to be there? Is Yurko going to be there?" He started listing everybody at the radio station. I go, "It's too long of a day for you." It's four hours. You're it's not too long a be day to, for you. It's, Certainly you, too long you, for me. Yeah, you should talk. <laughs> All right, uh, coming up next, I, uh, we'll take more of your phone calls. A lot of people want to weigh in on the bear stuff. I want to tell you how I. You talked about benefit of the doubt for the general manager. Yes. I want to tell you, like I've, I've told you before on how how I work with giving that to our general managers, and I want to tell you where I'm at with with Ryan Poles. That's next.